This is Chris Dufault. I'm a sales agronomist for CHS Ag Services in Kirkston, Minnesota. I'm pleased to bring you this update from the Red River Farm Network. CHS Ag Services providing solutions for your success. Thursday Farm News on the Red River Farm Network. I'm Randy Conan along with Whitney Pittman. We'll also hear from Sierra Doctor and Don Wick. Weekly export sales report this morning disappointing for traders. However, Midwest Market Solutions President Brian Hoop says there is still a window of opportunity. Because Brazil's harvest has been delayed because of some, uh, some rain showers, and then uh, Argentina was planting was delayed just from the standpoint that their uh, crop was so dry that they waited until it rained. So there's this window here where um, product out of Brazil and Argentina is going to be pushed back probably till late March or April into May. And so we, we should have an opportunity right now to kind of meet some of the world's needs, um, provided that uh, we can ship it out to, to these countries. The challenge will be getting ahead of a huge Brazilian crop. That's going to be the key is that the uh, crop is, is going to be big. Um, you know, corn crop probably going to be near record large along with that soybean crop. And we're talking 900 million bushels more soybeans being produced out of South America this year compared to last year. So that's going to be, uh, I think, something that is going to really burden the market into the spring time frame. And we're going to, um, you know, really be dependent upon U.S. weather to give us any type of a rally. The USDA's weekly export sales report for the week ending January 26th shows net old and new crop corn export sales 90% higher than the previous week at 1.76 million metric tons. It'll, it's also well above the four-week average. Soybean export sales are reported at 928,000 tons, 27% less than the previous week, and 5% less than the four-week average. Net wheat export sales of 169 tons are 70% less than the previous week and 48% less than the four-week average. The uh, weekly export sales report for uh, shows beef export sales of 25,000 metric tons. That's unchanged from the previous week. 64% more, though, than the four-week average. Pork export sales of 31,000 tons are down 31% from the previous week, 9% more than the four-week average. Beef shipments are reported at 19,000 tons, with South Korea, Japan, China, Mexico, and Taiwan being reported as the top destinations. Pork shipments at 35,500 metric tons, primarily going to Mexico, China, Japan, South Korea, and Canada. A divided government is a reality in Washington. Red River Farm Network farm broadcaster Don Wick has more in this update. The Republicans have a slim nine-vote margin in the House. In the Senate, the Democrats have a two-vote majority. In an interview with the Red River Farm Network, we asked Minnesota Senator Tina Smith how big issues like immigration or the farm bill will cross the finish line. You mentioned immigration, which has been such a challenge. And as, um, but yeah, I think people in people feel pretty impatient uh, that there is such a need to address some of the um, the shortages of workers that we have in. Uh, um, farm country, whether it's seasonal workers or, or, or long-time workers, if you're in dairy or, you know, pork or beef, 
Um, so that, I mean, just, I'm not going to sugarcoat it, no pun intended. It's going to be hard to get something done there um, in uh, the divided legislature. Smith says the Farm Bill is traditionally a bipartisan piece of legislation, and that leaves room for optimism. Everybody around here is saying that the Farm Bill is one of two or three must-pass bills for 2023. It has to get done. We can't let it, uh, we can't let it go um, unauthorized. And I'll say in the Senate with uh, Chair Stabenow and Ranking Member Bozeman, there's good bipartisan cooperation, and I think that they have already started to work with um, our colleagues on the House side. Smith is a member of the Senate Agriculture Committee. And um, I'm excited about on the Ag, uh, the Senate Ag Committee, I'm going to be um, chair of the subcommittee on um, commodities risk management and trade, and that will be a place that'll be where there's a lot of opportunity to get good work done. Talk about the, the big three. That's huge for your constituents. Yes, it'll be really big. We just uh, got that nailed down over the last day or two. I think you might be the first person I'm telling that to. So I'm looking forward to it. And I'm sure that my ranking member, I know last uh, session, the ranking uh, member was John Hoven. I don't know whether it'll be John again, but um, he'd be a great partner because we do a lot of work together. Reporting from Washington, D.C., I'm Don Wick on the Red River Farm Network. North Dakota House Agriculture Committee took action to unanimously pass House Bills 1099 relating to Weed Control Authority, 1148 creating funding for infrastructure for value-added agriculture, and House Bill 1255 changing the state definition of milk. The Ag Committee voted 11 to 1 to do not pass House Bill 1258. That bill would provide an appropriation and report relating to the protection of native pollinating insects in the state. Bills relating to model zoning ordinance for animal feeding operations and the North Dakota Insurance Reserve Fund and the North Dakota Soybean Council were also heard and tabled. Corn and soybean crop insurance base prices are set during the month of February. NAU Country Vice President of Farm Services Rich Morrison doesn't expect that to influence futures prices much. I don't know if the traders really notice that or not, but certainly all of us do. And uh, uh, it is a, a certainly a benefit to see that December corn contract uh, trade a little higher here this morning. So we'll, we'll continue to watch that. Morrison says we may see corn try to buy back some acres. Some folks think that that makes a difference in buying acres, and so maybe there's some, you know, some thought that with the bean corn spread having traded like it has in recent days, that maybe we need to get corn back a little more competitive. So that may be a factor, but you know, we're certainly welcoming the buying in the December contract. Weekly report from the Energy Information Administration showing ethanol production for the week ending January 27th at 1.02 million barrels per day. That's up 16,000 barrels a day from the previous week. Ethanol stocks down 600,000 barrels to 24.4 million barrels. For more information from the Red River Farm Network, go to Facebook, Twitter. You can also find stories, podcasts, and more all at rrfn.com. You're listening to the Red River Farm Network. Thursday Farm News on the Red River Farm Network. Red River Farm Network's farm broadcaster, Sierra Doctor, is at the National Cattlemen's Convention and NCBA trade show this week and has this report. 
North Dakota Stockman's Association President Jason Lieseth is on the last leg of policy work here in New Orleans. Lieseth says news of the cattle contract pilot program is still fresh and policy is still being shaped around market transparency. Took in a few different committees yesterday. Uh, one of them was Livestock Marketing Committee and uh, so a couple of the things out of there. Uh, cattle contract library pilot program just uh, <clears throat> became live a few days ago. Um, that program will run through September as a pilot program. That's the, the attempt to, to have some more transparency in the industry as far as uh, what cattle feeders are getting for contracts and pricing. And So this program will run through September and then be evaluated to see if that actually is providing the transparency that us as producers are seeking in that process and uh, find a way to make any tweaks to the program if we need to make that better. An insurance program geared towards calves similar to crop insurance is also going through a preliminary phase in select states. Another interesting, uh, in that same committee, they rolled out from uh, crop insurance side of it, and they've developed a wean calf insurance program that I know over the years has been something producers have asked, why can't we insure our calves similar to what crop producers can do with their, with their crops? Um, so there has been a program developed for that now, and it was quite interesting. Uh, that, again, is in a pilot program stage, and North Dakota is not one of the states that, that gets to try it this coming year. Uh, South Dakota, Nebraska, Colorado, and I think Texas were the ones that uh, will have a crack at that, and, and I'm sure there'll be some tweaks in the program, and, and if it works out, it'll be expanded. Our coverage of the National Cattlemen's Convention and NCBA trade show is brought to you by Zoetis, A Country Farm Credit Services, Minnesota Beef Council, North Dakota Stockmen's Association, and North Dakota Beef Council, brought to you by North Dakota Beef Farmers and Ranchers through the Beef Checkoff. Reporting Agriculture's Business. I'm Sierra Doctor on the Red River Farm Network. While soybeans remain supported, CHS hedging market analyst Steve Wagner says traders are, have been taking weather premium out of the wheat market. Boy, there's a disappointing market, and, and I have said, and I haven't seen anything yet that, that makes me want to disagree with it. Corn is a follower, not a leader. Wheat is driving the bus. And consequently, Kansas City wheat, which pulled us higher, is is taking us lower snow in the in the plains and moisture and uh improving crop conditions wagner says time value seems to be pressuring this wheat market don't think that crops made far from it right there's a lot of weather to go through yet for winter wheat um it, it's a step closer like i said if you'd have went back a month or two ago uh the good tax was very small historically small and and you had a situation where there was a lot of talk of winter wheat ground that was going to either get crop insurance or uh was going to get turned into something else come spring i don't think that's going to be the case if uh if this moisture situation plays out like it's going to one of the general sponsors of NDSU's Trusted Advisor Partnership is General Mills. Soil scientist Steve Rosenzweig says it's important for General Mills to be involved in this program, saying the goal is to make sure farmers have all the tools they need to develop sustainable farming practices. It is really making sure that farmers have really solid agronomic advice if they're trying to you know, make changes on their farm that will help improve soil health and water quality and, and uh, really the resilience of their farm. So we see, you know, we're really just trying to help enable that uh, capacity for farmers. 
Wheat growers are in Washington, D.C. for their annual meetings of the National Association of Wheat Growers and U.S. Wheat Associates. North Dakota Wheat Commission Policy and Marketing Director Jim Peterson says one of the asks in the next Farm Bill is increased funding for export market development. In the current Farm Bill, there's a coalition pushing for um, an increase in those funds. Um, and it'll be a challenge just with the current deficit issues the U.S. is facing, other pressures on the farm bill from the nutrition side, etc. Um, but anyway, that's where we're very hopeful because it's been since 2002 since there's been an increase in those programs. And obviously with inflation, sequestering, just changes in how business is done, uh, there's definitely a need for an increase. You're listening to the Red River Farm Network. Welcome to Inside Agriculture on the Red River Farm Network. Taking the first step towards succession planning can be the most difficult. Paul Anu farms near Marshall, Minnesota, and has worked to help families plan farm transitions. Farming is it's, it's an important business uh, in our local communities and within our society as a whole. And so it's important for every farmer to still continue on uh, in one way, shape, or form. What happens is people say, we need to do this someday, but first we need to go feed the cows, or first we need to go do this. The reality is that someday the farm will transition in one way, shape, or form. So the important thing is, how can we direct it so in that way the assets transition, but then also how can we get the management to transition and to think about the retirement, you know, how do we transition into retirement for that exiting generation and to think about the farm and the people within it holistically and making sure that the farm and the people within can be satisfied and to live productive lives as well. Lanou says Minnesota has many resources to aid in planning for the next person to continue farming. One of the resources that I have tremendous respect for is our local farm business management instructors throughout the state of Minnesota. I believe there are 62 instructors spread all throughout the state that are willing to help. People can go to the website eggcentric.org uh, in order to and click on farm business management and they'll be able to find a list of all those instructors that are able to help facilitate as an outside set of eyes. Uh, the Department of Ag also has resources available on their um, on their website and then also just within different commodity organizations for people to connect and to be able to share their stories with other people and to see what worked, what hasn't, and to be able to, to, to share in the victories and the challenges as well. Checking markets before we leave you this afternoon. Still seeing a mixed go here. March wheat Minneapolis is down three quarters of a penny, 925 and a quarter. July is a penny and a quarter lower at 913. Chicago March wheat is a penny and three quarter higher at 761 and a half. March Kansas City wheat is down two cents at 882 and a quarter. March corn five and a half lower at 675 and a half. December is down two at 594 and a quarter. March soybeans 14 and a quarter higher at 1534 and a half. November nine and three quarter cents higher at 1370. Canola is down 320 a metric ton. February live cattle up $1.32. March feeders are 272 higher. This is the Red River Farm Network.